on maynard.com.au It's Bunga Bunga! Bunga Bunga! Starring Tim Ferguson and Maynard! Bunga Bunga! Where things are arrogant and there's a cat. There is a cat. It's great that everybody's got the time in the middle of a working day to sit and watch this show. In the middle of a pandemic, you have time for rubbish, people. Yeah. On today's show, we've got some news for you. We've got your crank mail. We're going to be telling you what Tim's up to. Look, you know what I'm up to. Also, Tim's historical hypothetical. Tim, you'll be giving us a piece of your mind. You bet. One last piece of my mind. Bunga Bunga News. Tim, what have you been up to? Well, as you can see, I've been locked up for six months. While everybody else has been gallivanting from room to room, I mean, I've just been locked up in this room. Admittedly, it's a nice big room. Your hair is like that for a specific project you've got coming up. That's right. I've been growing my hair and this beard because I'm going to be in pizza again. I'm reprising my role as Julian Sausage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I play it very seriously. Paul Finnick, the genius who invented fat pizza, is always saying, just play it just for the drama. What's it like on the set of that show? Well, it's very intense, Maynard, because oh, there's, come on. there's one camera person. It's very Kubrick, is it? Yeah, who is usually doing the lights as well. There's the wonderful producer who greets you and then points you to makeup, which doesn't exist. And then you are told, as quickly as you can, put the microphone on and get acting. What other news you got, Tim? I believe you've actually been doing commissions of your artworks as well. Yeah, I've been doing commissions of the artwork so people can go onto my website and they can order an artwork. So I'm doing all sorts of things. People say, you know, I want you to do fish or I want you to do... And what is the animal that seems to be the most popular? Cats are very popular. I usually do a lot of cats all at once and say they're the same cat. That way I don't offend the cat. But if you want to go to cheekymonkeycomedy.com, you go to cheekymonkeycomedy.com, look for the word commissions there somewhere. You'll be able to get in touch with me and I will give you an overpriced artwork. Too much. In other news, Tim, you're also appearing at the Adelaide Festival, even though there may not be one. That's some sort of record. We're booked in for the Adelaide Fringe. And hopefully it all goes ahead. It seems like it is. So we're taking a brand new live show there, which is called Smashing Life Motivation for Idiots. Yes! It's a very motivating show without all those lists of things you've got to remember. I hope you've got a big venue for that. Oh, gigantic venue. (laughs) And it's like seven habits of successful people. Like, I get confused after the first two. I've got to remember seven things to do every day. I don't think so. It's a whole new way of looking at getting motivated. Wouldn't it be bad to have one habit from a slovenly drunk just to throw in there? There are so many slovenly drunks who consistently remain on track. Always put your empties out so no one knows how much you're really drinking. (laughs) Yeah. That's one. For this pandemic, it's a good thing. In my department with news, what we're doing this year is instead of the podcast, we're going to do a Man Club Christmas episode episode so tim will be on the show and we'll be getting all the people who normally try and be part of it like george harab the guys from who those podcasts and a whole bunch of people who and even you out there will be asking to get in sending little christmas videos no longer than 30 seconds and we'll run all together and show them on the show and i'll be dancing around to songs and even you might be dancing around to a christmas song tim whether i want to or not dancing everything else is bullshit That's the first week of December. We've used many superlatives and descriptives and adjectives over the years for the Christmas show, but I think this year it'll just be called 
a very 2020 Christmas. A very 2020 Christmas. Mm. I read the other day that there is an asteroid headed to Earth filled with zombies, which people are looking upon as being a blessed relief to finish the year. Crank mail, crank mail. We've got some questions coming in. Questions, questions, questions for the crank mail. Yep. Maynard, will you bring a live show to Melbourne somewhere? Crank mail. No. Tim, do you think that Biden won because he has a dog? Biden won not only because he had a dog, just because he was the other guy running. We had some crank mail from Neil earlier. He wanted to know uh, what way forward now for Kanye West? I don't know. What way forward now for MC Hammer? MC Hammer has been tragically silent during this election cycle. I haven't heard from him. Kanye, he's a difficult one, Kanye. I think the presidency is still there ahead of him, but he's just oh, got to give true. it time. I think he should start small, maybe be a governor of one of the states. Um, yeah. Rhode Island, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah, Rhode Island's a that'd great good island. Good, good place to go to. Neil, there you are. Suggestion for Kanye, governor of Rhode Island. Crank mail. Ben has a question for us. He says, how come presidential cats don't get more attention? What cat would ever want to go near a helicopter? The dogs are sort of picked up and carried in there. You pick up and try and carry a cat aboard Marine One, you'd be in a lot of trouble. Mainly because the cat thinks it's in charge. You're better off screwing with that. Don't want to give the cat the wrong idea that it actually is in charge. Although I'd like to see a cat fly a helicopter. Oh, yeah. Tim's historical hypothetical. This is where we put Tim Ferguson in a place in history and ask him, so, what would you have done, smarty babum? <laughs> this is something that took place in Australia. Year was 1851. Oh, classic year. Classic. So much going on. So many great albums. Yeah, there's a, a riot down the rocks. Are you ready, Tim? I well, was born shortly after I was ready. Well, there was a sailor basically having a few drinks down at the rocks. 1852. His name was David Knight. David Knight? Yes. Same name as the character in Knight Rider. And the newsreader. Well, basically, he was wearing a, a woman's dress, and this caused a few problems in the pub he was at. Did he ask the woman for the dress well, before? There's no backstory on the dress, ah, okay. unfortunately. That's a bit that confuses me. Police were called, to which he got up and punched the policeman <gasps> there in 1852, and then ran away where he ran to St. Philip's Church in Sydney and started berating the parishioners, suggesting that they should dress like him. They had a problem with him and called seven police who then took him to the watch house. Two ships, they turned up and liberated a few prisoners from various watch houses around Sydney, uh, none of them being their friend, which you think would have been obvious. He would have been the sailor wearing the dress, unless maybe there was more than one. He caused a riot by wearing a dress. An what amazing... would you have done, Tim? How would you have avoided this problem in the first place? Well, I wouldn't have worn the police uniform. I really think it's a Spartacus situation. How could they have helped their friend, Mr. Knight, Mm. who'd only just dressed up in a dress and punched a cop, was to all dress in dresses, to all stand there and proudly, like true Australians would say, which is, I'm David Knight. No, I'm David Knight. No, I'm David Knight. And so is my wife. It's a great country. I don't think the cops should have made the arrest. If you've tried to arrest a man in a dress, then you get what you get. People always underestimate the vigour and passion that a, a man wearing a dress can bring to anything. In fact, I think every year in August, they should recreate that moment because St Philip's Church is still there in the rocks where the sailor burst in and started berating the parishioners. They should do that every August. Why not? Now, that's one church service I would go to. We are all David Knight. So good on him. 
Maynard has a Patreon page. If you're into Patreon, you go to patreon.com slash Maynard, become a Maynard Patreon. And you think, what does Maynard do with that sweet Patreon money? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I've been to the secondhand record shop just today. Look what I got. Only for you, the happy party sound. What is a happy party sound? Uh, This is an example of one. (laughs) Does it ever get any happier than that? This is what sold it to me. Track one, side two is a medley of Hello, Mary Lou. And the theme from Bonanza. those two songs together I'd like to have a word with for $3, which is about $2.80 of a price. Then this one, <laughs> Trumpet A-Go-Go. Look at that. I am a bit of a fan of Trumpet A-Go-Go because I have got Hammond A-Go-Go at home and the version on Hammond A-Go-Go of Never Can Say Goodbye is one that goes off whenever I'm being <laughs> Then this one. I just wish that things would be announced in life. And things don't get announced in life. Sometimes things catch you by surprise. Pandemics, death. These are things that sometimes come when you're least expecting them. But not this album, because this album says what it does. It warns you. It says, here comes Jack Thompson. (laughs) Oh, my God. Here comes Jack Thompson and his pants. That's not the Jack Thompson. I didn't see that scene in Wake and Fright. The houses are blind as moles. Spy Force? That's not a scene from Spy Force that I can remember. I don't think I saw that photograph in Clio magazine. It gives the big sell on the back. I'll just read the first sentence. Since Jack made his first album in December 61, he has sold literally thousands of copies throughout New Zealand. That's the 1961 Sound of New Zealand. Blind as moles. Here comes Jack Thompson. And he finishes with downtown. Blind as moles. Here comes Jack Jack Thompson. Thompson. Volume two. Volume two. So it should say, we warned you he was coming. Yet again, another racy track. Fantastic. Now is an important moment, a powerful legal moment. Time for Tim Ferguson's right of reply <gasps> to a question nobody asked. Don't expect too much. Tim? A couple of things I've noticed. Now that Daniel Andrews, the Premier of Victoria in Australia, is opening up Victoria, the whole notion of paranoiacs that he was running an authoritarian government seems to sort of fall to pieces. So it seems like he was only running an authoritarian, totalitarian government while there was a virus he was trying to fight. He's not as totalitarian as he was, I think. He's losing his totalitarian streak. But there are other things like chemtrails. Well, now planes aren't flying, you would think would have ceased. That's a conspiracy theory that needs a bit of work. Also, the flat earth conspiracy, I think, has been proven true. But the flat moon conspiracy is still baffling scientists and conspiracy theorists. If the earth is flat, why is the moon 
not flat. Do you know the fluoride is supposed to change the way you think? Why are people in Byron Bay who have no fluoride dumber? It's like trying to have a, a conversation with a surfie about anything apart from surfing. It doesn't go for very long. A bit of fluoride in their system would actually improve some of those conversations. Well, and of course, if you want to catch up with any Bunga Bunga episodes, there are 68 episodes of Bunga Bunga on maynard.com.au. Tim, you can go along to the cheekymonkeycomedy.com. Have you got any more workshops coming up? Uh, yeah, we'll be coming up with workshops in the new year, different times of the day, because we're getting America involved. I'll tell you how to write you know sitcoms funny movies so it's bunga bunga from me and it's bunga bunga from him tim let's dance no matter what they say about me they can't take my personality because the greatest love of all is happening to me Thompson on maynard.com.au AU Bryson and Hugh Everything Digital